good, folks. Welcome back to the Fully Content series where we look at content that I've consumed and connected to my life, integrated in. This time we're going to be taking a look at a conversation between Jordan Peterson and Zachary Lane, Zachary Lan. Not sure exactly how you say his name, but L-A-H-N. Really good podcast conversation on uh, Jordan's um, YouTube channel. So this guy, Zachary, he is the founder of the Wonder School. So it's based in Wichita. I believe there's more stuff now outside of Wichita as well, but starting in Wichita, he's in Wichita. Uh, it's basically a new way of education. Um, instead of this public education system that we have, um, one of the questions that came up, I don't know if it actually was in the conversation or I just thought of it and wrote it down, was what have people achieved or have people achieved what they have because of or despite the education system? Is everything, not everything, but I'm sure there's a mix. But how much of it is because of our education system and how much is in despite of it? So I have some food for thought there for you. As so Zachary is a, you know, like I said, the founder of the, the Wonder School. And I can't do really do justice explaining it, but it basically makes the students, um, the teachers as well, more peers. It's like project-based learning, but even more than that. Um, it's like cross the road here. Um, it's and you and it's not necessarily just grade-wise either. It's batches of groups of students from like age three to six, from like age six to eleven. And there's no test, or there's one test, and it's only. And it's like no one knows what it is. Even the teachers don't know when it is. So it's not like, oh, here, you need to study for this test. Whether you're six years old or 16 years old, you don't need to study for the test. You're learning throughout the year, and a test just happens to be there. And I like that's more how life is anyways. So um, there's you know six to 11 years old in a room, and there's one of these age groups. You know, six to 11 is one, um, I think... 12, 13, 14, and then 14 through like 18. So there's like a Socratic facilitator sometimes. They have like a 30 to 1 ratio of students, teachers, facilitators. Um, and they have a specific way that start every day. There's a lot of structure, but there's also not a lot of structure. And that kind of is reminiscent of life. Where you have these structures in place that we operate in as adults. But really... Also, you, you have the, a lot of autonomy as well, especially if you're in my position where you're self-employed. Right? You're not going to have people telling you what to do. You have to go out there and do it yourself, make stuff happen. They really talk about the hero's journey, the hero's story. How that is a vital part of how we frame the education experience. Each student is the hero of their own story. And sometimes I've, I've felt that I'm the victim of education. The victim of 
you know, the victim of what the education system has done to me rather than what the education system has done for me. So I really like this framing of a hero for both six-year-olds, 16-year-olds, and any age in between. They also like to bring in... Uh, actually, I don't know if they like to do it or if I just wrote it down, but um, I think bringing in world-class people to show that you can be anyone you want. Because I don't think I really saw that at school when I was growing up. You, know, you had to go out of your way. They didn't bring in people that like, oh, you could be these professions other than like doctor, engineer, lawyer, um, you know, computer science, whatever. You had to go out of your way to know that these things existed, that these professions existed. That being an entrepreneur was an option and not only an option, a really good one if you put your mind to it and had the right ideas, etc. So I think it would be cool for any education system to bring in people of different backgrounds to inspire the people who may look like them, who may think like them, who may act like them. And that is inspirational, just to see someone like yourself doing those things. They also have like weekly reviews with squads um, where they have like a mentor. Uh, like the older student is a mentor. Younger students are going through, you know, their weekly reviews. I forgot what the questions they have are, but that's like very beneficial. Like I'd, I've only done weekly reviews now when I'm in this personal growth mode for the last like four years. But now it's like, imagine if I started doing that half my age that I actually started doing it. Instead of starting at 24, what if I started doing that at 12? Dang. The amount of growth and the amount of responsibility and autonomy that someone has when they're doing their own weekly reviews and with the group, there's that accountability, that different perspective. So honestly, that's a great, that's a great model. And you have them in business as well. You have them in pretty much every industry. Some sort of review process, not a performance review, but just... A collective you know a status update like in scrum where you have the uh, daily or weekly stand-ups uh, they also have quests that people complete four to six week long projects uh, present something at the end of it so again that you know similar to maybe other models out there too um, it's only 10k a year i think that's very affordable very reasonable for a child's education in their most formative times of their life. And then the other thing I was thinking about is there are a lot of schools like this out there in terms of, I guess, basically alternative schooling, whether it's homeschooling, this, um, the I Promise School, the LeBron Help Build, um, uh, maybe more Gurukula type of stuff or there's stuff that uh, Mark Zuckerberg's wife helped create in the California area, all these more socio-emotional, more you know, 21st century methods of schooling and not 19th century ones. And it would be kind of cool to see a, not a pros and cons, but just like a, a cheat sheet 
like, hey, here's the similarities. Here's the differences with all these schools and what makes them better, what makes them worse, or at least similar and different. So if anything like that exists out there and you're listening, please send it to me. Um, they also have an apprenticeship in middle school, um, which is awesome. Because like, if someone's in med school, they're like 24, 25, 26 years old by the time they actually get into some hospitals and figure out like when they're doing rotations and when they're figuring out, oh, like pediatrics is for me or psychology is not for me or, you know, internal medicine. Oh, oh, I hate surgery. That's not for me. So there's apprenticeships when you're half that age at like 15 where it's so beneficial to get some real world experience, get, you know, get stuff on your resume. When people say, oh, you need it's entry level role, but you need three years of experience. Like, how does that work? That doesn't add up. So at least this way, you're getting that real world experience before you're 18. And even that pressure to choose what you want to do when you're in college, it's you already have experience to draw upon instead of, oh, I just taken these classes and that's all I know about this topic. So I really like the apprenticeship program that they have. Again, I'm probably not doing it justice. Um, I actually kind of want to meet the guy. It's been on my list, kind of reach out to, just talk with, maybe have a, on my podcast, but let's have a conversation with him in general. Um, talking more about this, getting to know him, get myself out there in this education space as well. Um, the last idea here, last but definitely not uh, least important, is this idea that we should be teaching the oldest ideas to students and not the youngest. Right? They've been the old, they are the oldest ideas for a reason. But this ancient wisdom that we have, they should be brought in and not thought of as this Eastern and Western thing, but this combined philosophy. Uh, yes, there's benefits of modern Western civilization and there's benefits of Eastern philosophy, of ancient wisdom, whether it's from the East or West, wherever it is. So those oldest ideas that have been passed along, they must be, passed, be passing along for some reason, right? So if that's the case, let's incorporate them into the curriculum and overall education. So, honestly, great podcast episode. Uh, I was listening to this on the drive back, actually, from on the move from Charlotte to Kansas City in August. So, I wanted to share that with you guys. Um, hopefully, you find it valuable and maybe um, can watch it yourselves to learn more about him or learn more about the school. Um, and maybe, who knows, he'll be a guest on the Casualty Profound series one day. That's a goal. Well, appreciate you guys listening. Uh, if you like what you hear, rate, subscribe, review, whatever. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, etc. And I will see you all next time on the Size Eyes Podcast and the Fully Content Series. Peace. Peace.